Welcome. I'm Danielle Sally. And I'm Eva Fusa. And you're listening to Ghost Boss, stories about the freelance afterlife. Happy New Year! Woo! 2024. That's right. How are you doing, Eva? I'm doing great because not once have I written 2023 when I meant 2024. Yeah. We used to always do it on checks, but yes. we don't write checks anymore. Right, exactly. But so far, all of my notes yes. are 24 and not 23. Good. So I haven't messed up yet. There you go. Doing great. Very good. How about you? I'm I'm good. You know what? And I, I posted this on our Instagram channel. So if you aren't following us, please go find us. But I posted, I started a book oh. January 1. <gasps> I finished it. Stop it. I finished it. I haven't finished either. Well, I started to, but I, I haven't finished either. Now it was audiobook and Love I it. it was like I got to the point I was probably like 1.5 speed, but I, I got really you. into it. Yes. And so it was Heather Gay's Bad Mormon. Okay. And if anyone watches Real Housewives, oh, all we are thinking about is Salt Lake City right now and that franchise. And it blew our minds. And it might be the best Housewife episode to date in the history of Housewife episodes. And it was just on my mind. And I blew through that book. It was Yay! so good. I was, oh, yes, loved it. Our friend Whitney, yes, texted me that um, she also has already finished a book. I saw. So I, you're, you're changing lives, Eva. I love changing it. lives. I and I think I posted out that I think it is so important that we we do surround ourselves with people who are different than us and have different mindsets than us, or maybe maybe different habits than yeah. us, because. You really motivated me to like, maybe I should start reading more. Maybe I should do this. And um, I did. And I feel so much better for it. So thank you. Thank you for that. I'm not going to track my macros as like, as like a (laughs) trade-off. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Well, that that's funny that you're talking about habits because I did start my first book of the year. Yes. Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. Um, And I could have been done with it by now. It's only five hours long, but I'm intentionally doing a little bit every day to kind of like really absorb it. Oh, I like that. It is, you know, the little emoji with the head explosion thing. Yes. That's all that book is. It has to be because I've been seeing so many people posting about it. I think even where we record is SoCo in Columbia, South Carolina. I saw they posted about it. I've seen other people post about it. I mean, it is everywhere right now. And it's been out for a while. So it's not a new book. What I find fascinating about the book is that, you know, we all try to make new habits and yada, yada, yada. And especially you're in the new year or the new month or like the beginning of the week. Um, But this is about like the science behind habits. Right. There's like a whole chapter in like the dopamine like loop and how dopamine interacts with your brain. Yeah. Like um, it's really about the whole premise is about making a 1% change, right? So the beginning talks about if you make a 1% change in any part of your life, the compounding interest of that. And conversely, if you make a 1% decline in anything, how that can bring you down to zero in oh, a lot of ways. Um, and it's just fascinating. Yeah. And it talks about like habit stacking. So like I've been trying to meditate more yeah, and I'm not, I I just have a hard time because my mornings are chaotic sure. and I'm really tired at night. So like one of the things the book talks about is habit stacking. Mm-hmm. So like I already walk most days. Yeah, do it then. So you could do a walking meditation. Yes. So I did that yesterday. Good. How was it? How'd you feel? It was good. Yeah. Um, and it was like just a 10, it was a 10 minute walking meditation. That's okay. And he also talks a little bit about like, you know, like I think in my mind, particularly with meditation, I'm like, I need to do 10 or 15 minutes. And it's like, well, would you benefit from two minutes? Why don't you start with two minutes yeah. and make it part of your day-to-day habit? Most of mine are five to 10. 
Unless yeah. I'm doing a sleep meditation. Oh, I love those. Then I'll like a solid 30. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, normally I'll do a five, especially if it's morning, five yeah. to 10. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Atomic Habits, it's really great. Um, it might be the first book ever in my life that I reread. Oh, wow. I've never reread a book in my life. I, I'm not a rereader. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a reader, but I'm not a rereader at all. Yeah. So I'm a reader. When I yeah. talk to other people who read a lot, yeah. especially people who read like as much as I do, they all talk about, well, I reread blah, blah, blah. So I don't reread books because there's so many books out there that I want to read. That right. I just feel like I don't have the time. I get that. I'm the same way. It's funny. We we compare your reading with my Peloton. No, book, I love it. But I'm the same way on Peloton. There's yeah. some people that they retake the same class sure. over and over and sure. over. And I rarely, there's so much on demand yeah. that I don't want to take retake classes. The only time I do retake class um, is probably like Maddie Majagamo has a great, great split program or if it's mm-hmm. one of the programs and I'm restarting it or yeah. Andy Spears density program, things like that. But if it's a cycling class or something like that, I rarely retake classes. Yeah. So I'm always, yeah. I'm always amazed how many people they'll retake the same classes over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. I just, I think my no rereading, it's not, a, it's not a conscious rule. It's just a thing that yeah. I don't do. Um, it's funny because I rewatch movies. I rewatch shows. I watch, we've talked about this a lot. I watch, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast. Uh, I watch Clue every single night before bed. <laughs> And I, I put on a sleep timer it's because I, I need to actually turn off. But I watch Clue every night. But I, the rewatching of Clue, I've I've realized it's kind of an anxiety thing because I know what to expect. Yeah. So I rewatch shows as background noise yeah, when I'm trying to do something more is. complicated yes. than when I can't allocate the full brain space to right. A I don't book need or a podcast a comedy about murders to go with sleep, but I just need something that I've watched. Is it really about murders? I mean, it is, but it's very campy and cheeky. No, I know. Don't. I've seen it. Have you heard of Stop the with your board face. game? Stop with your face. <laughs> um, I've seen it. I've watched it. Yes. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so Atomic Habits is going great. Awesome. My fiction book of the year. I yes. started Artemis recently. How's that? It's good. So it's by Andy Weir. He wrote. Um, the Martian. Yes, you've seen the movie. Yes, uh-huh. I've not read the book, but he wrote Project Hail Mary, which is one of my favorite books in the last few years. Awesome. So it's really good. So that's been great. And then um, I did want to share, I've started a project that has nothing to do with work. Oh, what is it? And I'm not going to try to make it part of my work. No. Because no. like I tried to start beating last year yeah. so I could add it as like a service line. Sure. Of this has nothing to do with any of that. Good. Um, I started a temperature blanket. Oh, fun. I've heard of these. Yes. Yeah. So I used to knit. And then I stopped knitting. Yeah. Like I stopped painting and I stopped doing a lot of stuff that I just, I just did because I just didn't have time or energy or whatever. So, um, I started knitting again. Love it. It's, um, January 5th. I'm one day behind. I've only knitted through January 3rd, but basically for those of y'all who aren't familiar, a temperature blanket is you knit or crochet two rows Mm -hmm. every day for the temperature that it is in the city that you live in. Excellent. So you're going to have a very... Right. A red blanket. (laughs) You're going to have a red blanket. A lot of red. So like (laughs) to set it up, you have to just decide, are you going to do the high or the low in wherever you're going to be? Okay, cool. Or the average. You can do the average if you want to look a lot more like a gradient. Sure. Um, And then you have to like, you know, assign a color for 90 to 100, 80 to 90, whatever. So I did that. Um, And then you have to decide how big you want it to be and all that kind of stuff. And so I was picking out my colors. I was like, uh, you know really like your 80 to 90 100 plus because that's going to be the bulk of your blanket yes um and it's funny because when you only do the high the highs have been in the 50s this week yeah even though i've been freezing every day (laughs) 
So I just think it's funny that I think in the fifties is absolutely Yeah, freezing. I'm living my best life over yeah. here. Well, once again. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I'm doing a temperature blanket. I love it. It's, it's fun. We'll see if I stick with it. I hope I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and I was knitting last night and it made me sleepy and I went to bed early. Okay, cool. So I thought that was kind of cool that like listening to my book and knitting made me I love it. for bed. I love it. Yeah. So. All right. So let's get on to the topic today. Well, yeah, because something that AI is not going to be able to take over <laughs> is my temperature blanket. Yes. So we wanted to talk about AI today and, and we really wanted to get into maybe tools that we use, Mm -hmm. why it's important as a freelancer to really embrace AI and why we need to not be worried that AI is going to take our jobs. So that gets us to the question, Danielle. Yes. What's that? Can robots be ghosts? Oh, like us? Yes. Uh, Maybe. 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 Maybe they're cyborg. (laughs) (laughs) Cyborg ghosts. There we go. I love it. I find AI fascinating. Um, There's a lot of people freaking out. But I, I like to say to people, if you've been using the content aware fill button in Photoshop yeah. for you're using AI. years, you're using AI. If you use the text prediction algorithm, yep. on your, you're using AI, right? Yep, um, exactly. You know, I think a lot about when I think it was my senior year at SCAD, yeah. um, which was about 2006, 2007. And there, I forgot what it was, but the, I was at a presentation with a speaker and Something was coming out that basically was like, it will create templates for you and it will do all these things. And I think professors in the room were feeling the tension from students hearing that. Yeah. And and I can't remember what it was. It would have been, I guess, comparable to like Canva today. Mm-hmm. And a professor got up during the question and answer portion and, and he said, you know, don't listen to this presentation and be fearful of going into the workplace. Just know that it is there. It is a tool, but it will never replace human interaction. It will never replace what we bring as designers to the table. It will be a tool. It will be Mm -hmm. helpful, Mm -hmm. but it's never truly going to replace us. And so I think a lot about that every time something new comes out Mm -hmm. and, you know, when AI first, when chat GBT was really kind of taking over Mm -hmm. and everyone was so fearful, you know, they don't need copywriters anymore because they're just going to use this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no. And I think back to that day when I was at SCAD and that professor got up and he said, it's a tool Mm -hmm. and it's a tool that you can use and it's not by any means going to replace you. Yeah. And I think that, especially as a freelancer, is is very important as we look at AI to know that it is a tool for us to use. Yeah. So I had my um, kind of, it's a tool epiphany, clearly not about ChatGBT. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I had a, kind of a similar story from college. It wasn't a moment where a professor was walking yeah. up or anything like that. But um, so I went to the journalism school and a lot of my early design work was newspaper layout, yes. right? Just pages and pages and pages of, of layout. And we were working in Quark. Oh, yeah. Dating myself dating here. <laughs> uh, we were working in Quark. InDesign was not really yeah. what it is now. Um, PageMaker was still kicking around. Yeah. But Quark was the program that we were all doing layout design in. Um, and I remember being in a, it, being in a room for my senior semester for my capstone experience and there's all the computers we're doing the stuff and then I look over and there's all of the like physical equipment from where they used to do the physical page layouts right um like when people say camera ready art what they would mean is you had to put it on a board yep. and then a camera took a picture of it 
So this is all the stuff that made camera ready art for newspapers. And I remember thinking that, you know, using things like Photoshop and Quark and so now InDesign and Photoshop and Illustrator and, you know, all of that kind of stuff is utilizing technology. So like if I or anybody older than me at that time period was like, I'm not going to use Photoshop. I'm not going to use Quark or InDesign or Dreamweaver, whatever. They really are cutting off their opportunities in their career and in their work at that point. And so I look at AI the same way, right? Um, It, it, you have... Yes, you have to have a hand with it, but you have to have a hand with everything, everything. right? And so anybody who says to me, ChatGPT is going to like make copywriters obsolete. I just <laughs> would encourage you to go try out ChatGPT. Yeah, you'll see it won't. Because it's, it's done. Look, I, I use it. I use it to rewrite copy a lot. Yeah. Um, if I have to rewrite, you know, if I'm scheduling eight social media posts over, over 12 weeks, yeah. I'm basically pushing the same event every single time. ChatGPT can save me a lot of time. Exactly. I'll use Grammarly a lot. Oh, and, and that's AI. It's AI. It even has like the, the AI function. If you click that, it will rephrase yeah. what you do. And I do that all the time. Yep. And, but I always go back. Yeah. And I you have to edit and I revise. You have to. But I, I, you know, it's nice to have the option of a, a second set of eyes when you're a business of one and yeah. you don't have a second set of eyes. Yeah, them. absolutely. I mean, it's just, these things are only good as the prompts that you put in. Yes. And look, sometimes chat GBT has kicked out some wonderful stuff that I'm like, oh, that's great. I could, I could pretty much just like use that. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, that was written by a robot. Yeah. Right. Like, what prompt did I give that generated that response? Exactly. <laughs> um, and I do a lot of real, I do a lot of B2B work. We've talked about this yeah. and a lot of it's very specific. Um, like, some of the work I do is in healthcare strategy and market development. So there sure. are hospitals and partners of hospitals that work on like adding buildings and service lines. And those are very long projects. And so ChatGPT can't help me out along with that no. stuff because it's so specific. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I use it for that. I also use it. Um, I saw three presentations about AI three weeks in a row at three yes. different conferences. One was healthcare leaning in marketing. One was healthcare leaning in strategy. And one was at the growth summit here in Columbia. Yes. All of them, particularly the ones that are marketing leaning, talked about using AI and chat GBT to get over like blank screen syndrome. Yeah. Which I find so helpful. I, I agree. I yeah. think that is the, the best tool. It's almost, almost, not fully, almost like we've figured out how to not have creative blocks. Well, yeah. So how many times have we done this for our clients, yeah. right? Where we go into a conversation, whether it be about a logo, a brand, a, a ad campaign, whatever. And we're not really sure what they want. They're not really sure what they want. So what we do is we take them something to react to yeah. because they are going to be a lot more focused. And I say they globally, right? Yes. Like I am part of the they, yeah. like, right. You are part of the they, right. This is not like a us versus like client situation. Exactly. Blue skying is harder, I think, than reacting to something in front of you. Absolutely. Our brains actually need guidelines and parameters and guardrails mm-hmm. to really kind of focus on what we're doing. So for me, chat GPT is very helpful and it's, it's just the one I'm listing. There's other right. services, but it's just the big one right now. And um, it's helpful for me to say like, Hey, help me write an outline about analytics for social media. Yeah. Right. And so then it gives me, 
I don't know, eight things. And I'm exactly. like, oh, that's right. Yes. So this, this, this. That's actually what I use it for a lot would be monthly content yep. for my social media. I need to do that. That's all that you, you assigned that to me this I year. Assigned it to you, <laughs> and you need to do it. Yeah. Uh, we need to just sit down one day and like plan out both of our content. But so I, next week. No, okay. There we go. Yeah. Next week. We'll after, do this. Before or after we record, we'll go yes. sit out at SoCo and do it. And um, no, I'll use it a lot to kind of generate a, a social content calendar draft because it's not, again, it's not perfect, Mm -hmm. but I'll go in and kind of get some ideas and then that will grow from there. And Mm -hmm. so it's been, it's been, I mean, I've been November and December (laughs) were a little bit of a wash, but, um, October I did great. Yeah. So I'm I'm, new year reset. I'm going to get back on it, but I I think it's great for, for kickstarting ideas. Yes. Yes. One thing I do miss about working at an advertising agency was the collaboration during concepting Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. brainstorming and just getting getting together and shooting off ideas. It is fun. And like, it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? So you're coming up with ideas and, and some of them are really bad, but some of them are great. And, and, but some of the bad ones, we always said, you still throw it out there Mm -hmm. because someone else might have an idea that sparked from the idea that wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. And then someone else has an idea that sparks from that. And so it just keeps growing. And I miss that a lot, but so, chat, so you're making a computer so be your I'm friend? My, the computers be my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such an introvert comment. This is, yeah, we're start, we're starting out the, the new year on brand for you, Danielle. We're doing great. I'm okay with it. I, I do miss human interaction when it comes to the concepting side of things. I do. Well, and so it's interesting because I've also found chat GBT to be helpful to figure out what not to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple months ago, I mentioned I had a presentation to do about Native American history. Month, right. Right. So I know so much about Native American history. I yes. should. I'm indigenous. Yes. This is part of my life. I can tell you not only like federal legislation and stuff that's specific to the region that I'm from, but the region that I grew up in and right. things that my family was involved in. I could go on for days. Yes. So when I sat down to do a presentation or an elementary school, a middle school, and a high school, ChatGPT, I wanted to use as a tool to like write me an outline. Sure. To help me like zoom out far enough to make this make sense. I have some thoughts. <laughs> I have some thoughts. Yeah. Part of the whole presentation was supposed to be about like not the traditional archaic viewpoint of indigenous people only through a historical lens. Right. But all it gave me. Oh no. Was like his like all like they used to live in teepees and they used to wear this, right? It was like, it was this whole thing. So I was talking to a friend yes, and I was like, basically chat GPT is just like an old school person (laughs) from like 50 years ago. You need to give your presentation to chat GPT. (laughs) Right, right, right. And be like, learn this please. Yeah. Um, Because it really was through this kind of archaic, like old school viewpoint, which is something that Indigenous people now are trying to say, like, we are still here is one of the things right. we say the most, like, right. Um, so I use that as a point to feel like, you know, chat GPT and things like that, they are not perfect. And yes. then like a week later, I went to one of the presentations and and the guy doing the presentation had put in like, write me directions to get from here to here in Charleston. Right. And then he went like followed the route and yes. it like tried to take him like through an actual building and stuff like that. So he was like, you know, it you can get there sort of with these, yes, but it's not perfect. And that's how I felt when it, when it wrote that outline for my presentation. Sure. Um, so 
I find it a tool that's helpful, even if the tool is telling me what not to do. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because when I was looking at it, I was like, all right, so it wants me to talk about dwellings, right? Like the houses that indigenous people lived in. And it's like, okay. So, um, in South Carolina that looked different than the houses where I'm from in Southern California, but that prompted me as like, okay, well maybe I should go ahead and point out the statistic that only 13% of indigenous people live on a reservation. There you go. Yes. And 70% of us live in urban areas. Yes. We live in cities. So like it was still a jumping off It point. made you realize, okay, if a robot thinks this, then a bunch of elementary school students need to learn. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. sure. I mean, some of this was prompted because my son shared on a playground once that he was Native American. Yes. And some of his peers were like, no, you're not. They're all, they're all gone. Yeah. Right. And so like that was some of this. Right. Sure. Um, but yeah, so sometimes chat GBT is a good starting place and sometimes it's a good don't start here place. Right. Exactly. Um, and, you know, it's a robot, so you don't hurt its feelings. Exactly. If you're like, please rewrite that. Please don't do that. <laughs> That's wrong. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Another thing I like using it for, especially since it's, you know, illustrators kind of started building it into its platform as well. Adobe illustrator. Um, I, we've talked about this before. I am not an illustrator and sometimes if I'm doing a storyboard or something like that, uh, sometimes it's, you can't always find the right photo to, to use on the storyboard. And sometimes I might just use it to, to exactly show what I need, but man, I had one I, I I think it was like, it was like Santa at office party. The things that I got, I couldn't even use it. I couldn't use any of it. It was, <laughs> I swear, even if you aren't going to use it for, for that, just go ahead and like dive into what it generates for yeah. you in Photoshop and Illustrator. It, it's very comical. <laughs> and again, it will not be better than using an actual Illustrator. No, no. And even if it is, eat, like, let's say there's some things that it, it does do correctly. Right. So I use this example in, um, a a tool within Photoshop. Yes. Um, the content aware fill tool Yes. or, um, the subject select option or the, um, you know, there's some other ones where it can like delete the background for you and stuff like that. Yeah. It is so rare that I use that tool and I don't have to manually clean up something. Oh, sure. Did it do 95% of the work? Yeah. Absolutely. Did it save me some time? Yes. Does a human still need to look at that, yeah. at that and like touch up the edges? Yes. And that is technology that's been used within Photoshop for yeah. a while. And the ask is pretty easy. And so I think a lot of the stuff will, will, will get there. But like one of my favorite things to watch right now on TikTok, there's a, um, a trend that's called AI is terrifying. <laughs> and it's just people putting prompts into like these photography AIs. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if they're using mid journey or if it's just something very similar. Yeah. Um, AI does not have a handle on hands. <laughs> Listen, so there's all these videos of these horrifying like fusions of like hands or they'll like put in like an image of you and tell it to zoom out. Yeah. And somebody will put an image of like part of their face and it turns them into like, like this it's horrifying funny. monster. I love it. I love it. So yeah, so I'm not, I'm not afraid of AI taking my job. No, absolutely not. Um, And also this is something that like, I don't feel like I can fully get into. But if you are using AI in your work, yeah. you should know that things like ChatGPT and MidJourney and things like that are not proprietary. So right. like what they give you, like you can't copyright that. Exactly. It is public. I've been told several times, whatever, you, whatever prompts you put in right now, that's not public. Like people can't see it. Yeah. 
but it's written into all of these terms of service that they don't keep that stuff right. private. So don't put anything in there that you don't want somebody to be able to be like, hey, right, you prompted this. Now, I'm not, I mean, my clients know that I use AI in some of my work, but um, so yeah, don't put, don't put proprietary stuff in there. Yeah. Just be careful with it. Yeah. Don't put your social security number. In. <laughs> well, and like, so for me, like when I think about proprietary stuff, I have some clients that I have to sign NDAs and stuff like that sure. because yeah. they're working on patent stuff and things that I don't understand, but <laughs> let's pretend I understand. Right. Um, and so knowing that, and like these contracts don't have clauses about like not interacting with AI with this, but I, I would venture to say that they probably will. Yeah. That will become an industry standard. For sure. You know, and that's one of the the interesting things too, especially with like award competitions and things like that, of how does, how do all the competitions have a handle? Somebody on, asked me that. Uh, and a lot of like people are asking, ago. how do all the competitions have a handle on really fact checking if something's AI or not? And if it's original and... And how do you check that? And so it, it it's definitely open a whole new can of worms that we in this industry, especially have to, to kind of keep an eye on. And how are we going to track that and make sure that work that is produced is still original work? Yeah, I've heard some analogies to how stock photography is used and they're not clean analogies, right? right? Yeah. Like, so some people are like, yeah, you know, I guess using AI to an extent could be like using stock photography, yeah, right? Like we have like a license to use it. And right, yeah. right. And so like, so you can submit for awards, at least the awards that I'm familiar with, you can submit an award for a piece done that uses stock photography yes. for a brochure or a campaign or whatever, but you can't submit that stock photography as a standalone uh, right, exactly. element of advertising, how does AI play into that? Right. Yeah. And I've seen a lot, I mean, I'm not an academia clearly, right. I'm, <laughs> I'm out here freelancing all day, uh, but I have seen some talks in the academic circles about, they have some very sophisticated tools now to flag AI. Oh, good. Um, but I saw a post from this, um, from this woman recently that her report or article or whatever she wrote for school, she's in college, was kicked back for using AI and it's because she's used Grammarly. So she wrote it. Yeah. She did. She did a grammar check in Grammarly. Yes. And according to her university, that is considered AI. Interesting. So like, you know, she was just kind of doing like a PSA, like, hey, if you're at blah, blah, blah school, like, and so from an academic perspective, I do not envy the people who are trying to navigate that because while people like us and people in similar fields have to navigate that from an award standpoint, yeah, sure. I would argue winning an award and kind of figuring out those delineations has lower like stakes yes. than determining like what makes a valid right. like degree exactly. right? and, and what's considered plagiarism sure. or, or academic dishonesty. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have to answer yeah. these things. You know, someone else does. Somebody else does. Glad it's not us. We have kids. We'll have to follow those guidelines for our, to help our kids follow those That's guidelines, right. but we don't have to write the guidelines. Hopefully it'll all <laughs> be figured out by then. Yeah. We'll have something new. Actual robots. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so overall, I don't think robots can be ghosts. No, I think we're safe. I think we're safe. Even though, you know, if you look at any of the movies in the last 20 years. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I, I watched, I think it was Johnny Mnemonic or The Net or something like yeah. that. And it was like the internet 2022. <laughs> and it was 2022, but this yeah. was shot in like the 90s. And it was just like, I was like, this Wild. is hilarious. This is what you think it looks I like. It. So um, yeah, I think we're going to be fine. Yeah, I think we're good. We still have jobs. At so least today. Overall, if you're one of those freelancers that is worried that your clients are going to pick AI over you, 
that don't worry about it. They're not going to replace the relationship that you have with them. Right. Because AI, and we, we that, I think that's a lot of what we talked about here. Yes. AI doesn't have the personal touch. Also, like AI doesn't have relationships with vendors. AI doesn't know what the best hosting, yep. like, you know, that services. Said, if you're a freelancer and you're not touching AI, you need to touch AI. You are not doing yourself any benefits. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're trucking along and you don't need it, uh, certainly do not reinvent your wheel, right? Like right. if you're doing fine, you're doing fine. But if you, if we've talked about anything here that you're like, oh, maybe that would be helpful for yes. me. I would try it out. And I if you don't it. like it, don't use it. That's right. But we're all about working smarter, not harder. That's right. And that's what this is, right? Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah. Try so, it out. There you go. 2024. We're working smarter, not harder. And we're doing great. <laughs> yes. And we are going to be, we're going to continue to be ghosts, not robots. That's right. There we go. That's right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Yep. Welcome back to 2024. We did it. Woo. <laughs> Hope you're doing it too. <laughs> Bye everyone. Talk soon. Remember to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ghost Boss Podcast. And also please like and review us on your favorite podcast app.